Welcome to Adventures in ESL Podcast, a podcast for K-12 ESL teachers who want to learn strategies and tips for planning for their English language learners. I am Millie and I will be your host on this ESL adventure. Hello teachers and welcome to today's episode where I am going to share with you how I am using using virtual anchor charts. So as we jump in today's episode, I always want to encourage you all to reflect on your wins. What are some highlights for your week? What are some things that are going great? What are some things that you want to share? So always do that. I know for this past week, and highlight for me was that I did a planner club with some of my English language learners, and they really enjoyed it. So that was definitely a win. And I've always wanted to do a club. So next school year, I'm definitely going to experiment with, you know, starting a club, whether it be a planner club with my students, virtually or in person. So that has been really fun. Another thing is this past Friday, I had to go in my classroom, which was so bittersweet, and collect a few items. And so that was a little hard for me. And at the same time, I was really tempted to start packing up and also wanted to organize, but we only had 30 minutes to get in and get out. So that was basically how my week is. But this upcoming week, One of my main focuses is that I have quite a few important meetings um, wrapping up the end of the school year. Here um, in in Memphis, we have two more weeks of school left. So at the end of the year, we are doing a lot of ESL paperwork, a lot of compliance, a lot of meetings. And so we are wrapping that up right now. So that is going to be my main focus of the week and main goal of the week is just making sure that I am in compliance, my team is in compliance, and um, all of that good stuff and all of the work that comes along with that in the next four weeks. So um, yeah, I'd be more than happy to elaborate on the Planner Club and with, uh, with you all. Just a side note, Passion Planner is a planner. I'm using this for this upcoming school year, but they so kindly donated 40 passion planners. Now, I don't know if any of you all are big planner people who use planners. I am. I love them. So those planners usually go about anywhere about $35 a planner. And so they donated them to my students. It's called their Give One, Get One program. And I would highly encourage you all to look into that. It was really good. I cannot wait to use it for next school year with them, regardless if we're going to be learning remotely in person, however it ends up working out, I'm definitely going to incorporate that into my classes because if we are doing virtual learning, then they definitely are going to need some to write stuff down, write their classes down, and even if we're not. So I will definitely share that with you all, how I'm using that and how I'm incorporating it in there. But again, that's the Passion Planner. They have the uh, program uh, Give One, Get One, where you sign up and they donate planners to your students. And like I said, these are really nice planners. I have to definitely have to share those with you all. So once, um, as we're going into today's episode, I want you all to know that 
every single week, I want to highlight one of your wins. So if you all want to share a win in the comments, if you want to email me some of your wins, it's Millie at MyAdventuresInESL.com. I'll be more than happy to highlight some of those for y'all. We need those wins. I know some of you all have like a month left of school, which I'm so sorry about. Like on the flip side of that, when like when I'm going back to school, you all will be at home. So right now I'm like, whew, just two more weeks and some of you all have like till June-ish to, to go for school. So um, I can't wait <laughs> till the end of these two weeks so I can finally get to unwind and all of that great stuff. But if you have more than a month left of school, definitely keep sharing those wins. I want to hear those. Even if you don't, that would be great too. So in today's episode, I am going to be sharing with you all how I am using Anchor Charts virtually. And as many of you all know, a lot of our English language learners are struggling with remote learning. Now, whether that is um, a lack of technology or internet access, this pandemic that we are in the midst of is highlighting and magnifying the growing problem of the lack of access to technology and resources that a lot of our English language learners and students in poverty do not have access to. Now, to help combat this inequality, a lot of ESL teachers are sending work packets home and booklets home to provide their students with some learning opportunity during this, this pandemic and while we're doing remote learning. Now, sending these work packets at home will provide students with some type of exposure. However, some still are going to require some additional support. Like many teachers, I was struggling with this. I mean, my students were messaging me and texting me through Remind, uh, through, through Zoom messages and all of that. Like, Miss Williams, I'm struggling. I don't understand the, this packet. I don't understand this assignment. Can you help me? And on the flip side of that, I also had students who I was reaching out to. You all may have heard me mention earlier I'm calling them, I'm like, hey, can, can you show up? And they're just like, Miss Williams, I, unfortunately, you know, their parents were telling me they just didn't have internet access. A lot of them were sharing one phone. They couldn't get online. And so a lot of we had here, thankfully, they had sites where students can drive to to pick up work packets. So a lot of our ELLs were going to these sites and they were picking up work packets so they could continue their learning during the pandemic. Now, like I said, that was an option that our students had to receive work booklets and to complete without any access. Now, this, like I said, this does provide an option for those students who do not have that internet access. However, I'm going back to that point. They still need some additional support. So I was thinking and I was brainstorming, how can I, as a teacher, provide some support for those students who only have access to those work packets, meaning those students that you're sending home workbooks with or you know, printable worksheets. How am I gonna support those students? And this question was weighing on me, it was flowing around and I just kept thinking like, what is a scaffold that I can use for my ELLs? And if we're in this situation again, what can I do to support them? Is there anything I can do to support them with this work packets? And as I was planning the virtual lessons, 
I was thinking, okay, why not add an anchor chart or a graph or a step sheet to support those students? And that's when that light bulb moment went off that it could be extremely beneficial to just simply print out a colorful anchor chart or add an anchor chart to these work packets and give those to the students who are completing those assignments. Now, I use anchor charts all the time in my classroom. I love them. Even when I went to school this past week, I saw all of my anchor charts around and I'm like, oh, how can I use this if I'm doing virtual learning? So in that moment, I realized, you know what, this is still going to be a great scaffold for those students who are picking up those workbooks and those worksheets and those, if you're doing snail mail and you're sending uh, work packets home, this may be a really good option is to include some anchor charts that you've created and print out and put in those work packets. Now, an example of this is if the workbooks have the option of citing evidence, there can be a mini anchor chart to accompany that task. So that's a big, we call it a power standard here. And so I can include a colorful anchor chart to support my students, put it in their work packets. You can put a step-by-step guide in there to include in their work packets to support them as well. Now, this is gonna provide your ELLs with a visual and a scaffold for those who do not have direct access to the internet. So you're still supporting them in some form of action. I know it's not the support that we're looking for in some cases, but you're still providing them an additional scaffold and a support. So let me break down for you how you can use this specific strategy if you are sending home workbooks and paper assignments to your students. The first thing that I want you to do is look at the skills that your workbook or your work packet or your printable is asking your ELLs to do. Let's use the example of annotating. So if you're sending home an article and it's asking your English language learners to annotate, then you can create an anchor chart that illustrates the steps of how to annotate. You can use doodles if you want to use those doodles. You can even go to um, free websites like Unsplash and post pictures on the anchor chart, print that out, and then send it home with your students in those work packets. Now, for every standard and skill, there's an anchor chart out there. I love Google. I just would type in Google annotation anchor chart. I would also suggest that you look on Teachers Pay Teachers and on Pinterest for anchor charts that you can attach to the workbooks that you are providing for your English language learners. Like I said, a lot of times Teacher Pay Teachers and on Pinterest, you can, on Teachers Pay Teachers, a lot of teachers have free anchor charts available as well. However, if you're like me and you love creating materials for your students, then you can go to Pinterest, type in the anchor chart that you are looking to create, and then you can simply, if you have your anchor chart paper at home and you have Sketcher markers, which I love are my absolute favorite markers to use, one thing you can do is create the anchor chart at home, take a photo of that anchor chart, you can add it to a Word document, print it out, send it to your students, 
The benefit of that is, is that if you go ahead and make the anchor chart now and laminate it, you can have it for the upcoming school year. And then it's already made, it's already done. And then just simply mail it to your students or attach it to the work packets. That's just me brainstorming and thinking of some ideas of how you can support the students. Like I said, anchor charts are a great way, a fantastic way to add visuals and supports for your students, okay? So another thing that I want to suggest that you do as well is that if you would like, you can actually, for those students, like I said, if you create the anchor chart, then you can simply take a picture of it and you can text it to your students. So that would be really good. Like I said, I have some students who might simply have access to the internet during certain parts of the day. So that would be a really good tool where you can just say, hey family, I created an anchor chart for this power standard and I want to send this out to you all. That is a great way you can do it as well. If you don't want to do it by paper, you can still do a blast by text message that will support those students who may have some access to technology, but at different parts of the day or maybe when their parents get home. So, of course, I am always going to leave you with some next steps of action so you can go ahead and get started on this, especially for those teachers who have like a month left of school. I'm not rubbing it in. I'm just saying if you have a month left of school and you're still in, in here and you're still working, then I want to give you all some next steps. And even if you are like me and I only have a week left, these are things that I am once again thinking about for the next school year. And I just want to say this, I don't know what's going to happen. We don't, none of us know what's going to happen, but I can do little things like this right now to help prepare me for the upcoming school year. Because as an educator, knowing my personality, the last thing that I want to be worried about at the beginning of the school year, as an ESL teacher, we have compliance, we have scheduling. And then to think about everything else that's going on and I'm piling all of this on top of those because those things are not going anywhere. I'm still gonna to have to be in compliance with the federal government. I'm still gonna to have to do scheduling. I'm still gonna to have to do classroom management, building relationships, all of that I have to do at the beginning of the school year. So little things that I can do now that is going to make my life easier as an educator, I am going to do them. So that's why I want to encourage you right now these next steps. The first thing that I want you to do is review, review your workbook, your printables, whatever you're using, any kind of paper documents for any skills that are being taught to your English language learner. Then find an accompanying anchor chart that is rich in visuals to provide that to go along. Now you might can create your own. If you are creative, you wanna create your own, definitely do that. Use places like Pinterest or teacher pay teachers to search and provide you with some inspiration and some support. Definitely check out those places and definitely start doing those things. So if you want to, you I want to encourage you to share how you are providing additional support to your English language learners at this time who might not have access to the internet or a phone and they are doing at work, uh, work at home packets. What are some things that you're doing? I wanna encourage you to share those in the comments so people who may come and they may see some ideas and get some help with that as well. 
So once again, let me see if we have any questions while I go over. Um, <laughs> thank you so much, Ms. Kujo. I want wondering. And thank you, Ms. Raider, too. Yeah. Um, I love you all. You're so supportive and just so such amazing people to work with. So thank you. <laughs> yes. So Jock says Unsplash. Unsplash is to me, this is me getting on another soapbox. I'm sorry. As a middle school teacher, and I know middle school teachers, high school teachers, and probably upper elementary teachers can probably relate to what I'm about to say. When I go places like Teachers Pay Teachers, you know those really big bobbleheaded <laughs> clip art and it's cringeworthy. And then middle schoolers are like, oh my goodness, I, I this is for the babies. I don't like it. <laughs> they do not like that type of clip art. Um, so one of the things that I struggle with is finding, um, clip art and photos that are age appropriate. It's so easy. Elementary teachers, you all have it so easy. It's so much cute, adorable clip art out there for elementary teachers. But us upper elementary, I'm sure middle school and high school, we are struggling because some of the skills that elementary teachers use, I definitely want to teach my students. But when I go places like Teachers Pay Teachers and then have that, those, huge big headed clip art and everything looks like it's in kindergarten it just my students shut down and so one of the things that i love using is unsplash another good one i put it in the comment is pexels and what it is is they have free uh stock photography and i'm not talking about like rinky dinky stuff that you can get on google i mean it's like really high quality stock uh stock photography that you can use for free so you download it i love it and when i'm doing things with my students like if, for example i did that lesson where from kenya and peru i went there i didn't go to teachers pay teachers because i they probably did have you know peruvian and african clip art but it like i said it may not have been age appropriate so go to places like unsplash and Pexels is P-E-X-E-L-X. -E they have amazing clip art and amazing photos that's age appropriate for your students. So that is me on my soapbox. So elementary teachers, like I said, you all have it. <laughs> so, so easy when it comes to clip art. <laughs> um, and once again, yes, it is Pexels. It's P-E-X-E-L-S.com and Unsplash. And like I said, they have really great clip art. They have templates. They have, um, I don't know. And another really great place too, I like in, for fonts. If you're one of those teachers that um, like playing around with fonts, it's called the um, Hungry JPEG. And they also have really great photos. It's a paid stock photography site, but every week they send out free fonts and free photos and free clip art. And so I also get my clip art from there for my students. Once again, it's age appropriate. And I, I really like that. And like I said, if you're doing if you're doing an anchor chart, this is really important because with anchor charts, I consider them as a visual. And so if you're doing anchor charts, especially for those middle school, high schoolers, you want to add in realistic photos. You don't really want a lot of key photos because they see it and they just shut down. So those are two great websites. I will make sure to link those so you can have access to them and play around with them. Like I said, I love using them in, in my classroom. So if you have any questions, I want you to definitely put them in the comments. I'll share those in um, those websites that I mentioned. And once again, I know you all hear this all the time, 
but you all are fantastic. And everything that you're doing for our students is amazing. So once again, thank you from the bottom of my heart for showing up. If you're here watching, if you're listening, you are amazing. Thank you for every single thing that you're doing for our English language learners and all of our students. It is greatly appreciated. So I want to encourage you to share this um, episode with a friend, tell them about the podcast, encourage them to come to the website and in our private Facebook group so we can have a community and bounce ideas back and forth. We are going to need each other for this upcoming school year. So once again, thank you all for everything. I will see you all next week. Bye. Thank you for joining me this week on Adventures in ESL. Make sure to visit my website, myadventuresinesl.com for some freebies and special gifts. You can also subscribe to the show so you will never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, I appreciate it if you provide a rating on iTunes so more ESL teachers can learn strategies and tips. Thank you so much for tuning in today and remember to stay positive and always have high expectations for your English language learners. See you soon.